All right, Andy, I'm, I'm prepping for the show. Can you help me? Yes. All right, good yes. deal, good deal. All right. So first, what do you think of the Raiders? Trash. Okay, thanks. I'm wearing a Raiders jersey. All right. What do you think of the Chiefs? <laughs> the Astros? Trash. The Dodgers? <laughs> the Heat? Trash. The Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> All right. How about the Philadelphia 76ers? Trace. The Clippers? Trace. All right, I'll make a note. Okay, how about the Saints? Trace. How about Geno Smith and the Seahawks? Trace. All right. What about Kyle Bush? Trace. Oh, okay. All right, one last thing, Andy. What do you think about this show? Trace. Oh, my God. What the heck? What the hell, Andy? Get out of here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Blaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. I'm your host, Mike Stotes. This week's Musacs are brought to you by Bishop Gunn. On Plaster Negotiations, we usually cover sports and some other news bits while consuming adult beverages. The topics don't really get harder to debate, but the panel's ability to speak English does. This week, we have panelist Alonzo Maestas, J. Edgar Cade Wylamon Jr. the 15th. We also have Jeremy Phelps. Eventually, Ryan Benner, God only knows where he's at. He's somewhere in New York, so feel bad for him. And as sometimes myself, Mike Stotes, actually is the host this week and sick as hell. So that's fun. As usual, we'll set the two minute timer for opening statements. And J. Edgar Cade Wilemon, go ahead and start. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Plaster Negotiations. Uh, I had a really good day today. It's Friday. It's fall crisp air here in Indianapolis. But the one thing I'm going to talk about and something I just can't seem to get away from on Twitter, uh, and you can take this into any context on how you want to view life, um, obsessive exes. There is not a single post that the Ole Miss Rebels football page can put out there that nor the Nebraska Huskers or the Tennessee Volunteer fan base is not going to drool over and they just have to put their two cents in get over yourselves Tennessee he moved on you're doing great right now you beat Bama look at the gauntlet you got to deal with Georgia okay congratulations but move the fuck on you can take this in any context of ex-girlfriends but I'm talking about sports here they've got to move on and Nebraska is so desperate right now to get good again that they are drooling over Lane Kiffin and they're obsessed with the fact that a plane that was bought in Colorado Flew to Nebraska, flew to Oxford, Mississippi, because fans from Nebraska are fans of Ole Miss as well, and they flew back to Nebraska, and they thought that was Lane Kiffin, and they're talking about it. Shut the fuck up. Get your own coach, bitch. I'm done. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Next up, we got Alonzo. Alonzo, what uh, what rant will I have to put uh, Rebecca Black's <laughs> Friday underneath this week? Well, I don't, I don't know if you put Friday on, but – Man, I'm starting to think that, you know, I'm, I'm only bitching out people, right? I don't think people as a whole bother me. It's not one thing, it's another. You know, we talked about Albuquerque traffic. But now I'm going to talk about going to the gym. Yes, all right? So I hadn't been to the gym in about two months, a little more than two months. No excuse, just I'm a lazy fuck, okay? I had been about two months. I went back yesterday. Yes, I'm a cheap ass, Planet Fitness, all right? It has what I need to get my workout in. 
The problem is they don't have enough of what I need to get my work out in. So I went yesterday, wouldn't you know it? All the Smith machines, yes. We'll talk about them in a second, but Smith machines, they were all being used. And by used, I mean people just fucking standing there talking, taking their sweet ass time lifting a whopping 40 pounds on the bench. What the fuck, bro? Come on. Get two 20 pound dumbbells, lift those at the benches outside of the Smith machines. I'm trying to push over 200 pounds. Okay. Now that's not NFL shit. I know, but I'm 45. I'm a man. I'm 45. You know, I'm a man. You know, Planet Fitness doesn't have 200 pounds in free weights, but they do have two 20 pound fucking dumbbells. So get the fuck off the Smith machine, do dumbbell presses for 40 pounds. Okay. And for those of you, you know, who are going to the gym to quote squat, unquote, a whopping 10, 20, 30 pounds. Okay. First, good for you. All right. We all start somewhere, but we don't start by quote squatting, unquote, 10, 20, 30 pounds on the Smith machine. The Smith used to make sure you don't get hurt. Okay. I mean, 10, 20, 30 pounds. There's 10, 20, and 30 pound barbells you can use. So again, get the fuck off the Smith machine for those. Okay. Get the fuck off of them. Okay. Finally, those of you who are going to give me shit, all right, for using a Smith machine or going to Planet Fit, I'll tell you what. Next exchange info, you go, you send us a message. I will let you pay the extra 60 to 80 bucks a month for me to get a defined fitness membership and I'll go use all their awesome equipment. Either that or you too can shut the fuck up. All right. You can shut the fuck up. So that's my fucking rant. That's it. Get the fuck off the Smith machine lifting 10 pounds. Oh, it's good 10 pounds. Get the, get the go fucking, go do body squats. Get the fuck off that. Is this yeah. Alonzo or is this Mike Gundy? <laughs> oh, man. 45. It's, it's a little bit Don't of both. Blame but yeah. the quarterback. You don't play that quarterback. <laughs> Shit. Well, that's still a punishment. I'm not like McChesney. Two minutes is two minutes. So go get you a punishment, Alonzo. Gotcha. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. There we go. I love it. I love it. All right. While he does that, the dragon wrangler himself, Jeremy Phelps, two minutes starts when you begin. Yeah, for mine, it's really more of just a new suggestion, but I think there's a lot of logic behind it. So hear me out on it, right? So, you know, you look like the Alabama receiver that punched the girl at the Tennessee game after they lost the other day. And you, know, you look at like how that's gone throughout history, like Garrett Blunt trying to knock the dude out from uh, from Boise State when they lost there. All right. So I've got a new plan here. I have a new idea. If you upset a team, right? So if you're the big dog, you're Alabama, you beat down on whoever, UT Chattanooga, whatever, this doesn't happen. But, you know, if you're Boise State, you beat Oregon. If you're Indiana and you beat fucking Ohio State, whatever the case might be. You can pick one player from their team to join yours, but he doesn't find out until Monday. So we play the game Saturday. Alabama has a mediocre game, decent receiver. Guy goes and punches the dick, probably talks shit, probably takes a shit in Tennessee's guest locker room. Who knows? Turns out Monday, you go to your dorm room, all your bags are packed. Next thing you know, you're going to Knoxville, buddy. Good luck. You get there, you hit a girl, you shit in their locker room. Well, looks like you're running fucking wind spreads for the next 12 days there, bud. Because you didn't realize that by the upset, you could potentially get relegated to the team you lost to. So really just my new idea here. I think there's a lot of logic behind it. It could work at the pro sports level too. You know, you're playing an NFL game. I don't know. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Rams. Next thing you know, Aaron Donald, you're moving to Atlanta. Good luck, bud. So uh, just a thought. But, you know, I'm Player playing on board. relegation. It. It could happen. Yep. Here we go, guys. All right. Awesome. Bye. I think we're going to have a 
Did you do it? All right. We're going to wait for him to do it. it. Yeah, just look at his face. Oh, it's so squinched. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feel the burn of Planet Fitness burn through your soul. That's wonderful. (sighs) Shit. Wait, is that an Ohio State shot glass? Yeah. Kill yourself. I got this for free. I don't remember who gave it to me. Yeah, because you probably still overpaid. Break (laughs) it. Shatter it. Throw it on the ground right now. Now, then you'd have to pick up glass. That's no fun. I need to... The thing doesn't even deserve that Malort in it. All right. Go ahead and get through my two minutes now. Um, so uh if you have a all right, so this week Subaru car owners, uh we're, <laughs> we're making peace a temporary peace because I have seen something so incredibly fucking dumb. That I don't know how to describe it other than I have to make peace with Subaru people. And if you're new to the show um, and you drive a Subaru, you probably don't like me too much Um, because I don't like Subarus. They're pieces of shit. Um, But this week, hey, we're at exactly. But we're at peace this week. Um, So right before this show, um, I don't know why, just cravings are going all off the chart with this sinus infection thing. So went to go get some bagas. And uh, I'm going through a downtown to go get one. And there's this smart car that's about five cars ahead of me that's trying to parallel park. Hey, no big deal. It's a two lane road. It's a smart car. They should be able to figure it out without stopping two fucking lanes of traffic, right? You would think that. Yeah. You would really think that. I've never seen a smart car take up two lanes of fucking traffic to parallel park. If you're going to live in New England, Please learn how to parallel fucking park or any major metro for that. Uh, along those same lines, and with that, remain the rest of my time. Rebuttal period. Jeremy, I really like your idea. I got Thanks, one guys. real quick. Real yeah, quick. I just, I think it's why you wait until Monday. See all the stupid shit that he does first, and be like, "All right, what guy did the dumbest shit this weekend? Maybe he'll get picked, and he won't be our problem anymore." Right. It's it's like the old what was it NFL Street and NBA Street. Where, like, you would beat the team and you could pick one of their players if you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. It could be amazing. Like, yeah. hey, man, I know you got that great Alabama NIL deal for whatever they eat there. I don't know, Gator, but, you know, I hope they Gator in Knoxville. Gator's fucking good, bro. That's it is good. Shit. So, real quick, Mike, on your uh, your little smart car thing there, you have to keep in mind that it's a smart car, not a smart driver. So, you know, they, they should probably have people test to see if they can drive that car. And if you're not smart enough, you can't get in the fucking smart car. It's like driving a Hot Wheels car. I don't even know how you fuck up driving that thing. Right. And that was going to be my subsequent comment was it wasn't even painted like one of those old school, like when you were a kid and you drove those little cars around with the little beep beep horn or whatever. And it was red with the yellow top. Yeah, it wasn't even one of those. It was just white. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I do appreciate, though, that there's definitely no carryover between Stosi and Alonzo, because let's be honest, anybody who's a jackass at the gym probably drives like an F750 and just goes around trying to hide his tiny ass dick. Um, I do appreciate, though, to Alonzo's point, like, yes, the Smith Machine guys are jackasses, but the bigger issue I have with the gym people is the people who are like, I need to do a circuit right now. And like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm a big fan of supersetting. If you're going to superset, you know, like bench press with like, you know, body weight squats sure do it but if you're a guy who's like no the only way i get the proper adequate workout in today is i have to do a superset 
where I bench, then I go straight to squat, then I curl, then I go over to the Smith machine to do a different squat, then I come back to a different bench because it has to be inclined, and that's one cycle, bro. You can't use any of these machines because I'm in the middle of my superset. Like, that's my I favorite. agree. I kick mm. those people off. Hey, I'm in the middle of a superset. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a regular set. I just keep I'm not. I'm not done over there. Oh, really? Because you're on the other fucking side of the gym, dude. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're, sure? yeah. you're using four other machines. You're fucking done for that. Particular. Figured you're just one of the jackasses that doesn't re-rack his weight because clearly you're strong enough to lift it, but not put it back. So you know. Yep. yep. I just want to talk about for a hot second here. Since we started this TV show, or this uh, this broadcast, <laughs> the progress of Jeremy's beard because he looks like Dan Haggerty, <laughs> who looks like Grizzly Adams at this point. Let the, let the flow grow. Let it sure, keep growing. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. You know how, how you win no shave November? You start growing in July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no shave July. <laughs> no shave Joel Bimber. <laughs> I believe in you, bro. I believe in Thanks, you. Thanks, bud. I appreciate the moral support here. I need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The beard has grown half an inch since uh, Cade started that. So that's fantastic. We'll start calling you James Harden here soon. Watch. Try to get a par with him. Jesus. Hell yeah. All right, and now let's get into our DOS Boot Topic of the Week, mid-major markets and sports. This week, we have a high amount of high-performing franchises in mid-major markets leading or tied for the lead in their own respective divisions across multiple sports. Uh, A couple to list off the top of our heads, Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, Kansas City Chiefs to an extent, um, Minnesota Vikings also to an extent, Tampa Bay Bucks. And with my San Diego Padres representing basically all mid-major cities throughout the league championship series currently, well, about to start in about 10 minutes or so uh, for that game. So let's go to Alonzo. What does it mean for these mid-major cities to have representation at the highest levels of pro sport currently? And what other examples can you think of in terms of mid-major cities breaking through on the sports front? All right, so I'm gonna a little bit of background here. You know, I I, I do love saying mid-major uh, market teams make it big. I, I I think it's cool. You know, you get the Cinderella thing, right? And it's kind of uh, conundrum. You know, it's kind of it's it's the opposite because I I cheer for the Dodgers, the Cowboys, and the Lakers, the unholy trinity of of you know major market sports, right? But my alma maters are New Mexico State University, the University of New Mexico, Ball State University, and Drexel University. So I know a thing or two about mid-majors, which is essentially what mid-major market teams are. So am I a fan of all mid-major market teams? No, okay. But I am a fan of seeing them do well. So I think it gives franchises hope. So you think, you know, mid-major franchises hope, their fan base is hope. You know, use some examples. The Royals winning the World Series against the huge market Mets in 2015. The Giants winning in 2010, 12, and 14. Um, strong pitching, timely hitting. Not a, not a fan of the Giants, but that was impressive. The Milwaukee Bucks beating the Phoenix Suns in 2021. No one's going to mistake in Milwaukee for a, a major market. Okay, so the leagues don't like it. You know, viewership tends to decrease if there's small market teams in in, in the championships. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? It's not like the leagues aren't making money anyways, above and beyond that. So 
this year, going back to, to, to what's currently going on, even though I'm a Cowboys fan, I would not mind seeing the Bills or the Bengals win a Super Bowl. I think it'd be good for their localities, for fans of other small market teams. And it gives, like I said, hope for, for their franchises, you know, good for the sport as a whole. Everyone likes a good Cinderella story. And I think it gives people more involved when you see these teams that aren't from New York or LA or, you know, Miami, Chicago, Dallas. When you see these teams from smaller markets getting involved, I think I, you get my, in my opinion, you get more of a casual fan who will follow that because they want to see them knock off the big boy. So. Yeah. Quite a bit of David and Goliath for sure. Yeah. So Jeremy, what are your thoughts on mid-major market sports franchises success and what it does to the psyche of those individual cities? I, I think it's necessary, you know, I'm going to use a quick example here, but so you look at the LA Rams slash chargers right now who have a $5 billion stadium that they can't fill 20% full. And you've got how many teams across four major sports in LA, eight, seven, somewhere in that range. And so, you know, I'm going to look at it conversely here and flip it. And like, you know, my time living in Memphis, there's one professional sports team in Memphis and a shitty minor league baseball team, but there's Memphis Grizzlies. Right. And so, the Grizzlies basically are that city and they've taken on that city's identity, their grit, their grind. That's just what Memphis is. And conversely on the same side of things, everybody in that city is a Grizzlies fan. There's 50 year old white women who have never seen a sporting event in their life. or like rocking their Grizzlies gear. Cause it's just what you do there. It gives the city something to get behind. And so, you know, I think from the mid-major side of thing and the mid-market side of thing, it's just, it, it, it revitalizes a city. You know, I think it's necessary. You look at the college level too. Who doesn't love the underdog story when Boise state was winning, DCS bowl game after DCS bowl game. It's a big story. People love it. They get behind it. Nobody gives a shit if Alabama wins their seventh DCS bowl, but if Boise State wins one, the world goes crazy for it. And so, you know, I think it's just we've gotten to a point now in society and, and sports society where there's these, you know, giant overpaid players, ridiculous contracts. And as a result, it's jacking the prices up of, you know, the normal day-to-day fan like you and I to be able to go experience this. Well, what these mid-market wins are doing in all seriousness is actually combating that right there. You know, it's putting us in a spot where we're saying, Hey, LA, we don't care that you can't fill your $5 billion stadium where you're charging $700 a ticket because, you know, in the middle of nowhere, we're going to start a team in, I don't know, Des Moines, Iowa, guess what? It's going to be 20 bucks to go. We're going to compete with you. So you don't need to charge $700 a ticket. So I think it's great for the fans and, you know, I think it's great for the city and, you know, I think more so than anything else is really just something that kind of combats the greed going on in the league today. Yeah. Yeah. And then mentioning, uh, I believe there's nine franchises in the Los Angeles area, right? Cause they got two MLS teams. They got two NBA franchises, two NFL franchises, two MLB franchises, and then one hockey franchise. Am I missing anything? Uh, no, I think you're right. LA Kings. Uh, Depends on if you consider Anaheim to be LA or not. Oh, that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's 10. There's double digit franchises in that city. You can't tell me that if, well, maybe if the Ducks did, but well, maybe not even hockey so much. Would they care? I mean, it's the curse of Wild Wing, man. They've never been good since they changed the Wild Wing logo. Once they dropped being the Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez basically just said, You guys are never going to be good again. Emilio. New York has 10 as Mighty well, Duck, man. Two, two baseball, two football, two basketball. Depends. Do you consider New Jersey to be New York? That yeah, that was going to be my argument was they play, you know, football in the Meadowlands. Um, but well, I, I, I think they still consider themselves New York. I mean, w- w- would you ever admit to being from New Jersey? 
New Jersey no, no, Devils. I don't even if I had a gun to my head, That's but true. by the same time, the New Jersey Devils, you could argue the same thing because they're Newark, right? So do you consider Newark to be part of New York? They call themselves That's New Jersey question. Devils, but are they farther away than the Meadowlands? Well, and at the same time, I think their branding speaks against that, right? I mean, they are firmly the New Jersey Devils. You talk to a Devils fan and you mistake them for New York. All of oh, a you've sudden, been a Devils fan? shockingly yes up here it's a weird place uh, but yeah you end up in some you know river with cement shoes on Cade let's get you in on this conversation what are your th- and you live in a mid-major and work for a mid-major team who is tied currently for first in your division so let's get your thoughts on this yeah first of all uh New Jerseyans are like kickers they're not real people let's just go ahead and state that fact <laughs> hey they do have good pizza though that they do. I can, I can attest to that. New York does have pretty good pizza. Oh, New Jersey's um, better. New Jersey's better. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely is a huge impact. Um, and something I'm going to throw out here is just the type of impact that they can have within the community. And it's not even a major sp- sports, really, um, as, as far as like being – brand wise is, is to what you would think is like the Yankees, the Savannah bananas. Oh yeah. A, what are they? They're, they're like the NIA, NIA, NAIA, uh, whatever of college of, league, college summer league. Well, they yeah, used to like be a, college summer league. PCL. No, they still yeah. are. They have two teams. So they have their college. Well, no, they PCL dropped team. one. Remember that they dropped one team at the end of this season, the college one, just to focus on banana ball. Yeah. As far as I knew, they're still doing both. All right. Fair yeah. enough. But the success and the marketing of that team, they have sold out their stadium three years in a row. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. it's probably a 5,000-seat stadium. It's probably not that big, but it doesn't matter. Like any person that you talk to will probably tell you they're going because of the amount of fun and the amount of, you know, atmosphere that they're having there. And it's, it's huge. And now they're a national – like they are everywhere. They are they're going on tour across the country. Do I? Their wait list is as long as the Packers right now. Like your grandchild's grandchild's kid would get tickets there. I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. And it's a 4,000-seat so, stadium. It's a 4,000? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Tiny. So see, like, something like that, like, that's just how crazy it is. Now, going back to, like, uh, you know, a mid-major sport, like, like, here, like, you know, the Colts were fantastic when they had Peyton Manning. And they probably had a wait list just like the Packers did. But then – you know, he retires or, or leaves and goes to Denver. And now we're right back into, you know, now the Midwest is not that important. You know, the culture not as important. Everybody, like when I talk to people, they're like, yeah, you know, I was a fan back in the Peyton Manning days. You know, they just can't seem to get past that. So it, that can just go to show you how like one great team can really affect a mid-major sports city. Because um, then like once you're great, you're great and you're living the high life. But then when you're out of it, that's all they think about. That's all they talk about. I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that one. You know, everybody loves to see Alabama lose because, you know, they're the snobby fucking NIL deal for $7 million. You know, they're winning every damn game. But people just can't stand Alabama because that's all they ever do is win. And then they just rub it in their face. They can't just be humble, um, you know. But going back to it, you know, you know, having that said, like, I guess I'm getting tongue-tied here, but obviously it plays a huge factor with those smaller cities having a big franchise there. Cause Tuscaloosa ain't shit without Alabama. To Cade's point, the Denver Broncos right now do not have a wait list the long size of the Packers. Shocker. No. 
I would be I wouldn't be surprised if people were trying to give away their tickets. Like they're just they leaving are. them on people's windshield. Like here, take them. They're free. No, they they actually are. <laughs> Someone broke into my car and left me four Broncos tickets. <laughs> he didn't even take anything. <laughs> he, he stole my tape deck. What the hell? <laughs> but left me Broncos tickets and said sorry. This Subaru windshield's not gonna pay for itself. Dang it. <laughs> Oh, he stole the smart car out of the back of my uh, Hummer. God damn it. God damn it. At least I got these shitty Broncos tickets. Not in prime time anyways. No. No. I can sell gonna... them back for one windshield wiper to replace my new Hummer when I get it. <laughs> Sun- Sunday at 1 o'clock tickets are probably selling higher than Thursday night primetime tickets for Broncos. Oh, God. So get, bad, dude. Get them off primetime for sure. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, my comments on this would be entirely biased. I mean, with, you know, my beloved Padres going as far as they have, I mean, you can see it, you know, from any news stories coming out of that city, how they're embracing them. But at the same time, and more to Kate's point, it's kind of like a pre um, Peyton Manning, I feel like for San Diego in that at some point, we're not going to be, you know, this great again. Um, and I just see the huge drop off back to the Will Myers is the only major league baseball player who unloads uh, all of his stuff into a major league locker because you're switching back and forth between three A's so much. So, yeah, I can kind of see that. But let's flip the script on this a little bit. Um, boys, can we think of any examples of in your bigger market teams, New York, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles or any others that you can you know think of off the top of your head where? A one particular franchise holds a huge amount of meeting like you would see in made major cities. I mean, I think the closest you'd get to that and Stoats, you're going to hate it, but I'd say the closest team to that is probably the Cubs. Um, just the history there, Wrigley being what it is. I think there's a certain level and, you know, North side, South side rivalry. I think that's a big piece of it as well. You grow up on the North side or the South side. It's not like you grow up in New York and you're like, Oh, I'm a Mets fan because my dad punched Jeter one time, bro. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just different. I think there's a little bit more behind it, you know? So, and I mean, conversely, I'd say the same thing about Detroit to some extent, like selfishly coming from there. But I also would argue that Detroit's not a major city because RoboCop hasn't been created yet. So, yeah. That's right. Well, he should have punched A-Rod. Alonzo, what are your thoughts? Um, similar to the Cubs, I, I, and granted the history isn't there as long as the Cubs is, but the, the Dodgers, um, if you've been to LA, if, no matter what the, the common denominator with their fans, they, they rally around the Dodgers. Cause I, cause they don't know the history of Chavez Ravine. Apparently, you know what I mean? They, they, they think, Oh yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. yeah great job. You've displaced a lot of people to mit- build that stadium way back in the day. Great fucking job. But you know, they're oh, Los, Los, Los Doyers. I'm going to go to Doyers. Like, yeah, Los, Los Doyers. Yeah. They, they, they probably kicked your fucking great grandma out of her house back in the day, but Hey, vamos Doyers. Vamos, vamos Doyers. You know, so that's that's where I'm at with that. I'm going to go with Los Doyers, regardless of how they treated their ancestors. And remind us who your favorite baseball team is, Alonzo. Los Doyers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I was pegged as an Albuquerque Isotopes kind of guy. <laughs> they used to be the affiliate for the Dodgers. So they were, yeah. Or, or sorry, Los Doyers. Los Doyers. Let's, let's Doyers. Just get it right. Los, Los, Los Doyers. Doyers. All right. See, muy mal, muy mal. Cade, <laughs> what do you got? 
Yeah, I guess I'm going to keep it the trend here. And I feel like the answer that we're all going with here, we're all saying baseball teams because I feel like baseball teams have been around a lot longer than any NFL or NBA team. But I'm going to have to go with Atlanta. Um, You know, the Braves have had success. Um, You know, obviously the Falcons were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The Hawks have had a lot of success lately, but there is not a single house in the state of Georgia that probably does not have a Braves jersey in some form or fashion. Um, and there's not anybody there that's not going to immediately start picking up the arms and going, you know, go Braves. Because, you know, for what, 20, 22 years, what, however many years it's been since they won a World Series, they've had nothing to cheer about. But goddamn, like, you know, they're still going to go and they're going to support that damn team like they've, they're about to win it. Uh, and there's not a single household that doesn't have a have a Braves jersey there. And they don't they don't yell go Braves. They go oh that bullshit. Yeah, we are yeah, white yeah. people. We are yeah. white people. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a weird one out here because like we've gone pro sports with all of it, but I'm gonna take it to another level, right? So like I'm gonna go to college realm for a minute, and it's not as relevant now, but you look at back in the day, like early 2000s especially. So Miami. Miami's got the hurricanes, right? And because they've been dog shit and everything else for the longest time here, like, you know, the Marlins once every 12 years will have a pretty good run and they'll be back being the worst team in the league. And I mean, the Dolphins, you know, two is going to get third impact syndrome here. So they're irrelevant since Dan Marino left. But, um, and I don't know. I mean, I just, you look back in the day and like every kid growing up in Florida was never like, oh man, I want to go play for the Marlins. They're like, no, I want to go play at the U. And the like, I think there's just something to be said about that. Like you talk about like, you know, big major markets, Miami is a massive market and yeah, they don't have four professional sports because I mean, the Florida Panthers are the Florida Panthers and and sunshine Florida. But um, I think it's just like a certain level of like, as much as we talk about pro sports, I think Miami is just its own anomaly altogether. And that really, even still today with them being down, I think Miami hurricanes are who kind of hold that city together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to keep the jails flowing, right? <laughs> Catholic versus convicts, but Jesus! <laughs> oh I just my calls God. them like I sees them. I oh calls them like God. I sees them. Well, you, you remember the was in '89 or '90 Miami versus Notre Dame game? Convicts versus, versus convicts. Catholics. Convicts versus Catholic. Catholic versus convicts. That's right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that, uh, things don't change. They don't change in college sports. <laughs> hey, like, you build an identity. You keep you, that culture wrote, going. If you titled a game, it's that all now, branding. Jesus, you'd get, you you'd get sued so fucking fast. Uh, you wouldn't get sued, but you get canceled yesterday. <laughs> yeah, last week. What was it? The Texans owner said a couple years ago. He said something about like all of his players being like, uh, like no, he said something and, like you, you can't let the inmates run the the asylum. Yeah, and got, got like or something, and got almost publicly hung for it. His players were like refusing to play. It was insane. Yeah, not yeah. good. Not good. I think one other one and going off of Cade's um, recommendation for the Braves of what major market teams have a heavy influence. I'm going to stick in Atlanta, but I'm going to go with a different franchise. Atlanta United, their major league soccer franchise. If any of you listeners out there ever have a chance to go to an MLS game, like go to Atlanta. It is bumping. They play in Mercedes-Benz, and the last time I went was when the uh, it was MLS Cup, the one that they won. So obviously, yeah, they're going to be a little bit more rowdy. But if you just look at the amount of sellouts that they've had since they started, it's incredible. 
And I think that team in particular has a pulse on that city. And it helps too that those tickets are generally a lot cheaper than your big four, um, even though they don't really have the thrashers anymore. But anyway, back to thrash. That's a good I'd point. Be, man. They had the shittiest logo in all pro sports, but bring them back anyway. Yeah, screw you, Winnipeg. We want our team back. <laughs> Bastards. Canada's not a real place. Hey, hey, don't, don't, don't say we. Don't, no, don't say we here. Talking you. America. Oh, okay. All right. America wants our hockey back. I thought you were talking about this group. Well, I think we're all American here, so I guess let's just do, let's just make a trade, man. In return, we get the Thrashers, and we'll give them the Cleveland Browns. They can become the Toronto Argonauts, but in the NFL, we'll give them the Cleveland Browns and the Florida Panthers. How's that? That's that's a one for one trade. I'll take it. Okay. I'd rather just give them the Florida Panthers and be done with it. Hey, the Panthers are legit, man. They were in the Western Conference semis last year. Are they still giving away tickets to go to their games? Not now. Now okay. They're actually winning games. They're actually selling a few tickets. Nice. I just know they had the Battle of I-4 where they played uh, They played Tampa in the semis last year, and there was actually people in a Sunrise Florida Stadium for the first time pretty much ever. Wow. Yeah, they probably Mostly had Tampa to. fans, but either way. <laughs> They probably had to Google Maps that thing. Like, where is this? I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you ever been to the state of Florida? Everybody there is 90. It was definitely MapQuest. Oh, yeah. The printed out directions. They printed them out. There was no there was no GPSing. It's if Florida, there's, so there's only like three turns. So it's just one page. But even still. If there's one mid-major sports city that I would think shouldn't have a ML, like major league sport of any kind, it would be Jacksonville. I just don't yeah. think of Jacksonville being – professional sports i just don't, I don't think, think of that as being a major city i think of it being a meth hub it's one of the, it's if i'm not mistaken in the lower 48 it's the largest geographic city in the lower 48 like i'm not even kidding you miles square miles wise out. yeah yeah because they go into like all kinds of different counties and stuff like the lines that are drawn around jacksonville are just ginormous and the reason that the nfl loves to have jacksonville in there is just because of that because there's such a high media market because they're just grabbing up all these small communities but think about it dude it has to be the biggest major city because you can't put meth houses on top of each other you have to have space in between yeah, but people, you know, think about San Francisco. People can shit anywhere, so you, you can shoot up meth anywhere. So, hey, yeah, you but don't... the difference is shit's not going to catch your neighbor on fire. Meth will explode <laughs> well. And if it does, fire. please see a doctor. <laughs> Unless there's enough methane gas coming from this shit, bro. You never know. You never know. Damn, nuclear. I just. I think we need to at some point in time just have a segment where we just like rebrand cities and give them new slogans. Cause for me, I think it would be Jacksonville, the home of 10,000 F's and 20,000 roofless houses. Mm. <laughs> I, that sounds like a great Christmas special. <laughs> oh, Dude, now, now that I'm looking at the size of Jacksonville, Jesus, they do stretch. Yeah. They're out there. God dang. I just can't I can. wait for them to drop the Jaguars and just fill the stadium as a pool and just have one giant communal jacksonville pool they'll They're make more money Jaguars. shad khan's gonna move them he's 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 yeah he, he, they're not staying there much I, I give him 
maybe five more years there. And he, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move to a bit bigger market. Let's move him to London, dude. Instead of sending good teams or mediocre teams over there all the time and having Kirk Cousins play hall monitor, let's just go ahead and send the Jaguars over there. And, like, people in England don't know football well enough to know the Jaguars are a shit franchise. Like, they'll probably go to games. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully they end up signing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I mean, that would be fantastic. necessity. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But coming up, the gang sends out their not-so-bold predictions in our NFL Shots segment. And we'll run through our Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. We'll tell you why the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources is telling people to distrust a few signs with their name, image, and likeness represented on them. I know that's not a really great teaser, but stick around. You're going to want to hear it. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally All right. Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations. And uh, I believe Jeremy owes something for some reason. One of the many people last week who said that my picks were wrong. Um, Alonzo, you're welcome for saving you from having to do a shot other than your <clears throat> rant to begin with, but that's okay. <laughs> Jeremy, what you uh, going to be sipping on over there? Some delicious Sailor Jerry's because, you know, what else cures scurvy? Um, I blame Giselle for the shot, by the way, ruining Tom's career and my picks. Oh, uh, yeah. Giselle. To Giselle. <laughs> All right, now let's get into our NFL shot segment. All right, we'll go through some NFL games on the docket for this week, give our predictions, and that'll be that. Loser has to do a punishment next time they're on the show. To keep things a little bit shorter, 30 seconds will go on the timer to explain your picks per pick. Go over that, and it's an immediate punishment. Our first game. Cleveland at Baltimore. Jeremy, who do you got? Uh, well, I have to go with the Ravens on this one. Only reason being their pass defense is horrendous this year, but the run defense is pretty stout. Jacoby Jacob, Jacob Brissett can't throw the football, so I got Ravens 24-21. Uh, nice, nice. Cade, Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, I'm going to have to go Baltimore as well. Uh, Cleveland just cannot seem to figure this shit out, and I just don't like them. Uh, <clears throat> shout out to Sean Watson. Um, and I think at this point, um, oh my goodness, I can't even think of his name right now. I'm drawing a blank. Quarterback, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, he just doesn't. No, no, no. Lamar Jackson, he Lamar just doesn't want to be there anymore, and he's just going to go lights out. All right, thanks, Alonzo. Cleveland, Baltimore. Who you got? My pick, not brought to you by Soul Chilada. But I got uh, Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland sucks. So Baltimore, 31 to 14. Great reason. <laughs> that is a great reason. Um, I, too, have Baltimore. If you look at similar opponent matchups, um, the only one that they've really both played right now is the Pats. Cleveland got blown out by the Pats, whereas Baltimore won. Give me the Ravens. So we'll roll into our... Next game, Seattle at L.A. Chargers. I'll go ahead and start this round. 
I am getting off the Geno bandwagon for this game. Although I will say the Chargers are overrated this year. Seahawks are underrated. It's going to be a really close game, probably decide within three points. Only choosing the Chargers because it is at SoFi. Alonzo, who do you got? Seahawks at Chargers. I got the Chargers. I'm I'm with you on the, uh, you know, I I had I bought into the Chargers beginning of the season. I, I think they're overrated, um, but again, it's in LA, and Geno Smith's going to make a mistake, and it's going to cost them. I got the Chargers. All right, Cade, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks. Um, since I work on NFL Sundays, I miss a lot of the games, but Tower Lockett and uh, DK get me a lot of points. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with them. So please give me points. All right. Fantasy coming through Jeremy. I gotta go Seahawks as well. I agree with my boy Cade for a few reasons. One, Kenneth Walker is for real and has lit it up since Penny went down for the year Two, to counter Alonzo's point, uh, or Stokes, whoever said it, SoFi field is not a home field advantage. There's going to be 47 people there and probably 30 of them will be Seahawks fans. And three, Herbert has not been the same since his rib injury. Um, he screwed a lot of people out of a lot of money last week on the DraftKings odd bet by not throwing a touchdown. So fuck him. Go Hawks. All right. He made it, bro. Yeah, he made it right at the fucking buzzer. That hey, but that's okay. That's okay. Next game we got on the docket, Falcons at Bengals. Jeremy, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, the Falcons have been surprisingly a lot better this year than I expected, but I got to go Sensi. Um, I, I just, I can't bring myself to pick the Falcons for a win as long as Marcus Mariota is our quarterback. Go Bengals. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's go Cade Falcons Bengals. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to have to take the obvious choice of just going with the Bengals. Um, you still got Joe Burrow. Um, they still have their offensive weapons. They're, they're just gonna be too much for the Falcons. The Falcons are still gonna be in a rebuilding year. They've been in the rebuilding year since their Super Bowl, uh, and they're gonna keep being in the rebuild until they finally decide to actually do something about it. Um, so I just don't believe in them. I'm gonna have to go. With, I'm gonna have to go with Joe Burrow. All right, sticking Burrow faithful. Alonzo, who you got? I think Burrow is gonna bury the Falcons. So like we got Bengals. Okay, short. Sweet and to the point, unfortunately, you're all wrong on this. The Bengals <laughs> play down to their competition. They have all season long. The Falcons are Jekyll and Hyde. If they show up and they're ready to go, they're going to play up to their competition. With the only exception this season being the Bucks. Um, the Bengals did beat a really good Dolphins team, but, but, but Falcons by three. Give it to me. Okay, next game on the docket. Let's go Houston at Las Vegas in our toilet bowl game of the week. Um, I'll go ahead and start this one off. Um, Las Vegas only wins because they're at home. Uh, the fans of Las Vegas do not win. Um, the fans of Houston don't win either. Sorry, Jeremy. It's going to be just a really terrible game, and Devontae is going to just start punching his own teammates. Uh, and we have life beating the shit out of everybody by 97 points. <laughs> All right, Alonzo, who do you got? Houston at Las Vegas. I got I got the Raiders. Um, I, I, I think it suffice to say that the Texans lost to the fucking Broncos, which is just wow. So, yeah, I got I got the Raiders. Okay, got the Raiders. 
Let's go with Cade. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Raiders as well, uh, simply because Devontae Adams is going to force their GM to sign Jermaine Burton from Alabama, and then they're just going to start beating the shit of everybody who comes <laughs> in their stadium. Then they're going to rename their team um, the Mean Machine. So I'm going to go Raiders. Oh, yeah, Mean Machine. Jeremy, who do you got? Got to go Houston here. Very <laughs> simple reason. Uh, Houston's defense has looked shockingly solid this year because they've played a bunch of horrendous offenses. Well, they're playing another horrendous offense again until Devontae figures it out with Carr, which doesn't look to happen anytime soon. I got Damian Pierce going for 120 yards. Uh, and then I also, in a really weird turn of events here, have Houston with a pick six to end the game because Derek Carr is overrated. All right. Sticking with your team. Last game we got on the docket, Bears at Patriots. Jeremy, who wins Bears at Patriots? Uh, Bailey Zappi and the Hilltoppers Nation wins, so Patriots. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go with Cade. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to have to side with Jeremy again. Uh, going with the Patriots, they just have so many weapons that are still there from all these years of Tom Brady winning them Super Bowls. Um, the Bears just haven't been good since the 80s, and they still can't seem to figure it out. So they got overhyped there at the beginning, but that ran out of pixie dust real fast. So now to go Patriots. All right. And Alonzo, Bears at Pats. Um, I really, really, really tried to convince myself that the Bears could pull this one off. Really no, did. No, you I thought, thought so hard about it and said they can do it. And then I thought they can't. Uh, because it's the Bears against the Patriots, so I got the Patriots. I, I, it doesn't matter if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, it's the Bears. I feel bad. I, I mean, yeah, bye. That yeah. awesome, awesome. I too have the Pats. Allegedly, Mac Jones is going to be back in the starting lineup. I think if he does that, uh, that puts the Patriots win winning by double digits. If Bailey Zappi ends up coming in the, into the game, it's going to be triple digits. So give me the Pats either way, either way. All right. I, I'm not even going to try and fool you this time, Alonzo. You already know. So how about you go ahead and take it away? So I'm looking around and... In honor of the phenomenal rebranding of a famous magic story out of the UK turned Italian-American, bang, noodle, wielding, and probably from New Jersey wizard, our next segment is the Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. Yeah. The premise is simple. I give a scenario to the panel that happened in recent memory. The panel determines how they would change the execution of the event itself. Just saying don't do the scenario is an immediate loss. This week, we head to the Keystone State, or the Keith Stone State, <laughs> where the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources made a bold statement. Folks, I hope you're sitting down for this. Bigfoot isn't real. 
That's what they said. Bigfoot isn't real. And not so many terms. Uh, this came on the heels of someone using said department's name, logos, likeness, and image on a sign posted around multiple Pennsylvania state parks over the last few months. In part, the sign warned that, quote, due to encounters in the area of a creature resembling Bigfoot, we are instructing all park visitors to observe elevated park etiquette. Be cautious of your surroundings and to keep the location of any small children and pets within a tighter scope of awareness. Further, the sign advises not to post sightings on social media. In response, the Pennsylvania DCNR has been taking down said signs and is investigating who is putting them up. Alonzo, in this scenario, you are Bigfoot. Because we, we all know who's putting the signs up. It's fucking Bigfoot, all right? As a Bigfoot, because maybe there's multiple of them out there, you want to be left the hell alone. You don't like small children. You don't like dogs. You don't like cats. Because they're too social. Pet me. Take me to Blockbuster, you know, they would say back in the 90s. And it's just, you know, you got all kinds of PTSD and shit. All right. What methods would you use to deter people from coming near your dwellings because these Pennsylvania DCNR dicks are taking down your signs and to continue your life of peace, tranquility, and blurry photos? All right. First of all, cats are not social. Fuck cats. Okay? Uh, so you met one that was social one time. His name was Biscuit. And he was just like, hey, you look like a bigger version of me. Will you adopt me? I'm going to call you father. Okay, so there you go. There's a little extra for all you. Right, so, so there, all right, so there, there's the background. So, all right, so here's the deal. All right, so I'm Bigfoot. You know, my wife has a shirt, says Bigfoot, hide and seek champion of the world. So I'm the hide and seek champion of the world. I'm not big on eating kids or dogs or cats, but if they'll get too close, fuck it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to eat, at least kill, but likely eat. Right, it's neither here nor there, though. So the Pennsylvania DCNR took down the signs. And yeah, Mike, you, you stole my thunder on that. It was me. Surprise, bitches. I'm the culprit. I put the signs up. So I go ahead and put more out there. But on top of that, okay, to make sure kids and dogs, well, make sure everyone stays the hell away from me. Top of the signs, all right? I watched Halloween Ends last week. Michael Myers is a tall motherfucker. That's a tall fucking dude, all right? So what I'm doing is I'm buying a Michael Myers mask, okay? I'm also buying the grabber mask from, from the black phone. So if they're not scared of me as Bigfoot, fuck them. I'm going to walk around wearing Michael Myers or the grabber, okay? If fucking nature doesn't scare them enough, horror movies will. They want to fuck around and find out? Well, they're going to fuck around and find out. So don't mess with Bigfoot. Leave Bigfoot alone. Or you're going to have more than just Bigfoot on your ass. You're going to have Bigfoot sightings, Michael Myers sightings, the grabber sightings. People are going to freak the fuck out. Like, oh, my God. It's not just Bigfoot. There's actual horror people out here. Oh, it's slashers. Now, I've already thought about this. This can backfire spectacularly, okay? You know, my love of horror movies. I've seen plenty of mobs come out. You know, the mob rule. They come out with torches and pitchforks looking for the crazed creature wearing the mask. At which point I will have no choice but to summon the rest of the Bigfoots, or is it Big Feet? Plural, right? Ooh, that's a good question. We will then rage guerrilla warfare on everyone, a la Predator. <laughs> That'll fucking teach them to leave us fuck alone. There. I appreciate the fact that in 2022 you said pitchforks and uh, flames instead of like fucking TikToks and like smart cars. No, 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 torches, pitchforks, they, they, they gotta come out. 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, whoo-hoo, whatever the hell Bigfoot says to each other, whoo-hoo, whatever the fuck they yell at each other, and we're all gonna just, we're gonna take care of some business, bro. So according to uh, Quora, uh, no, Bigfoot is a proper noun. So odd as it seems, the plural is Bigfoots. It's not even big feet, according to Quora. Interesting. Well, maybe it's I'm, like I'm maybe it's like feet. How's that? Maybe it's like moose, where there's like you know multiple moose are still just moose. Maybe it's just like, hey, look at all those Bigfoot. Yeah, well, yeah, it could be that, or moose could be meese, like goose or geese. Yeah, or Bigfoot could oh, be man. just one of those people who takes the word there, you know, there that has three different pronunciations and spellings or whatever, and just spells it T-H-E-I apostrophe Y-R-E. I bet that's what Bigfoot is. I bet that's what he does. He's just like, damn all of you people. <laughs> I appreciate the scenario Bigfoot has a South Carolina public school education. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he, he might. I, it, it is Pennsylvania. You never know. Maybe he got into a better school, but I don't think so. He's been in the woods. Amish education to be from fucking just, Pennsylvania, bro. I just see Bigfoot now, just like going noodling and having a southern accent. He's like, "Hey, y'all, you want to go noodling down in Pennsylvania pond?" <laughs> I'm gonna go Why catch me a hog. Him? Why don't you take this here fist and punch that there catfish? Pa! <laughs> All the hairs save their little teeth from my precious arms. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Cade, save us from our stupidity. You're Bigfoot. How do you handle this situation and remain in a life of solitude? All right. So here's what I'm doing. <clears throat> He's been around for a long time. So he must be pretty good at hunting, you know, killing some deer, hunting some fish, whatever. Hide and seek. Hide and seek, Hide and seek bro. For real. Unlike uh, unlike that fucking trophy in, in Houston for stealing a baseball championship. Anyways, so the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to fuck up some kids and I'm going to fuck up some dog. Well, no, cats, because I, I like dogs. We're going to fuck up some cats because I don't really care. But we're not going to kill them, okay? We're just going to teach them a fucking lesson, all right? Stay away from the woods. That's going to teach the younger generation to leave me the fuck alone. Because I've been around for like, what, 40, 50, 60 years. Leave me the fuck alone, okay? I just want to do my thing. All right? Then the next thing I'm going to do, what is Bigfoot supposed to be? Like, seven foot nine, big, hairy-ass beast, supposed to be pretty strong. You know who else is like that? Chewfucking Baca from Star Wars, all right? So, so for about a year, <clears throat> what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kidnap Chewbacca, all right? I'm going to keep him in my cave, and I'm going to fucking brainwash his ass to teach people to leave me the fuck alone. And then I'm going to have him, after I've done fucked up these kids and fucked up these cats and other animals, I'm going to have people, I'm going to have Chewbacca go walking around town. And instead of using, you know, your basic arrow or a staple gun or whatever to put up signs that saying I'm not real, he's going to take a fucking sword that's on fire into the Astros jersey and then hook that thing to a fucking telephone pole. First of all, fuck the Astros, just to point Astros. that one across. The Astros, fuck the Astros. But then we're going to use a fucking saw blade, machetes, something cool, and hang those posters around. First of all, that's going to make people think, oh, well, it's just Chewbacca. You know, it's not a real Bigfoot. And by the way, fuck the Astros again. It's just Chewbacca. So he's this friendly guy off of Star Wars. So there is no real Bigfoot. And in the meantime, I'm going to be on my run. I'm going to be getting out of town. You know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to State College out in the middle of fucking nowhere, Pennsylvania, where Penn State is, because there ain't fucking shit there. I've been there. There's nothing there. So I'm going to go live my the rest of my life there. 
uh, maybe have to kill uh, John Partito or whatever the fuck his name was from Molesting Kids. He deserved to die. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, I'm just gonna live my rest of my life, life there, and I'm gonna eat well. I'm gonna live in peace, and Chewbacca is gonna be taking the blame for me. But maybe if he does his job right, he'll be okay. End of the story. And by the way, fuck the Astros. Fuck the Astros. Trash. 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 Jeremy. Bigfoot, etc., etc., etc. I'm going to have a two-parter because that's what I've done every time on Giuseppe, and I'm going to keep it going here. So option A, the lesser of the two options. So Bigfoot, what's he the perfect person to create? A Subway $5 footlong franchise. Now, when's the last time somebody's seen somebody inside of a Subway? There's one in Denver International Airport. Before you go through security, I've never seen a single person in there even a worker, there's just emptiness. It's fucking desolate. So what do you do? Start a subway franchise in the woods and just live in it. Nobody will come in. Now, option number two, which is probably the better option here in my personal opinion. So think about it. You're living in the woods. So let's think about people that go to the woods, typically hippies. What do hippies do? They smoke a lot of hemp. They don't shave. They smell bad. What do they also do? They drive Subarus. So presumably Bigfoot probably lives in a cave. If I'm living in the woods, I'm Bigfoot. Like, you know, cave gives you shelter. You don't have to get hit by the wind, whatever. So what do you do? You have another cave that's not yours, and you put up a sign that says Subaru Car Show. Next thing you know, all these dirty, smelly, hemp-wearing hippies are going to that cave, not yours, and you never have to see another smelly fucking Grateful Dead lover again. Oh, my God. Boom. Just to add to that, I mean, you have, because they're a dime a dozen now, you just have an iPod with speakers that just keeps on playing like hippie jam band stuff like Fish Farewell Reunion <laughs> 15 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, bro, these beats are so crunchy, but where's the Subaru at, man? <laughs> crunchy beats, huh? <laughs> man, you could taste them, bro. You could taste them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. yeah all right so i'm gonna go oppo most of you guys um but i'm also going with a scorched earth approach so (laughs) all right so i'm bigfoot as and i kind of screwed myself a little bit earlier by giving him a southern accent because he don't sound (laughs) southern all right he sounds like somebody y'all might know from tiger king that bitch Listen here, motherfucker. Pop up, motherfuckers. So, me being the uh, Sasquatch King, as it were, I'm going to go out and head to another store that you just don't see people in anymore. You guys might know it as Best Buy and walk in to their (laughs) cell phone section and just say, hey, you, I need you to put this in a box for me. I'm a Chewbacca. And they're going to be like, okay, I don't get paid enough for this. Here you go. Activate it. And so they're going to activate the phone. All right. I'm going to go on the social medias as Bigfoot underscore from underscore Portland parentheses, which Portland. It's going to be great. I'm not even going to close the parentheses just to madden some of the English grammar folks out there. Then I'm going to go right next to one of the signs that I'll just post in broad daylight. I don't even care if people are watching me at this point. 
and post a Facebook live stream. So all the conspiracy nuts will see it. No one else really will for a little bit. And just post like, hey, you bitches, guess who's here in, in the woods? I just stopped by my place in Pennsylvania on my way to one of the port lands. I'm having an all you can binge fish concert once I get back to the port land. I'll see you bitches there. And then destroy the phone. <laughs> all right. So you, you do that. You post the video. All right. This is this is a three-way distraction raid. Now you got people looking in two different Portlands, one in Maine, one on the West Coast. At the same time, because well, as Jeremy mentioned earlier, a bunch of hippies do drive Subarus and stuff. You go to your local Subaru dealer and be like, You guys want a new spokesperson, bitch? And they're gonna be like, Oh my god, it's Chewbacca, and he sounds like Tiger King. And then you just do a quick 15-second commercial. It's like, you bitches get down to this here Subaru and buy my cars. Girl taste the savings and then with your brand new totally comped car you just haul ass down to florida or asheville north carolina one of the two places mostly because asheville north carolina has a wizard that's walking around town and i guess at that point you could just get a wizard costume as the bigfoot and be like oh yeah i'll cast a spell on you bitch and then that'll be that <laughs> That's the most terrifying thing I've heard. If a dude walked up to me and said that, I'd fucking shit myself. I would probably you almost shit yourself. Is that what you said, dude? I well, think I'd have to go to a church and be like, "Can you exercise me?" I don't know, but I think I just got cursed. <laughs> yeah, I need please to perform an exorcism. <laughs> oh Lord, it's pretty this empty. I don't know what's inside of me right now, but I know it's not good. <laughs> this eight foot tall hairy dude that sounds like Tiger King just put some kind of voodoo on me. Uh, looks like he just came from a fish concert. <laughs> <laughs> he smells like it too. <laughs> oh my god! He had a hemp shirt that said "Don't kill the kale, bro." <laughs> <laughs> and on the back, it said "There, T H E I apostrophe R Y E, the government." But the government was also misspelled. You could figure that one out for yourself. <laughs> Government. 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 I would believe that Bigfoot is more real than kickers. I, I do believe that. Nick Saban. The Pennsylvania government basically just said kickers aren't real. <laughs> wow. Wow. So if you were a kicker in high school or middle school or any time in your life, um, yeah, uh, why don't you let your elected officials in Pennsylvania know that? So we had to make shirts. It shows a Bigfoot. It says big. It shows Bigfoot realer than, and then it shows a kicker on the bottom. Just, uh, just pick a hot rod. <laughs> Since he choked last night. <laughs> that would be good. Or you could just have a Bigfoot silhouette and a kicker silhouette, and put a V in the middle. Who's real? That could That's be right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, all fifteen people who have heard the show will get that joke. I'll meet you at a convention one day and be like, "Who are you?" It'll be great. One more break before we descend even more into madness. But when we come back, the panelists give their nominees for the Alex Moran Player of the Week. You're listening to Plastered Negotiations. Follow us on social medias at Plastered Pod and stay tuned. Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. 
Each week, we ask our panelists to find what we call the Alex Moran Player of the Week. The criteria is simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life. The true backup life. All the glory, none of the work. Jeremy, we're going to start with you. Who is your nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the Week? So mine's kind of a layup and an easy one, but not for the reasons you think. So mine's Dan Snyder. And obviously, there's a thousand reasons Dan Snyder could be your Alex Moran Player of the Week. But this particular reason is a new one. So there was a gentleman, a season ticket holder, because apparently that exists for the commanders. Um, I don't know if it was like a make a wish thing or what, but anyway, so um, there's a season ticket holders guy by the name of Drew Shipley. And so back in September, they did a 50, 50 raffle. And so the way 50, 50 raffles work, pretty straightforward. We put a whole bunch of money in a pot, half goes to the team, half goes to the person that wins it. Right? So this Drew Shipley guy wins this raffle. Uh, it's a $14,000 raffle. So they took almost $29,000. His check is for $14,822 even. So the Washington Commanders, Washington football team, Washington not honkies, whatever you want to call them, uh, give them a check. Mr. Shipley takes said check to the bank, goes, I just won this raffle from the Washington Commanders. The only issue is the check bounces. What? NFL franchise. Uh, NFL franchise has been around for a really, really long time in one of Whoa. the richest areas in the market. $14,822 check on a raffle where they kept the exact same amount. Uh, and the check bounces when he gets to the bank. So for that reason, Dan Snyder, for a thousand reasons, but this one in particular today, you are truly living the backup life as an NFL owner and just as a human. You are my Alex Moran Player of the Week. Wow. Week is what he is. The owner of the Washington Honkies coming in strong once again. What a fuck. It gets Kate. even better because it came from the Washington Football Charitable Foundation was the name of who wrote the check. You might, uh, you might put in real quick. So, um, Dan Snyder, you're a little bitch. And if you don't like it, you can fight me. You have a week. You have a week to come and say, yes, let's do it. We'll do a pay-per-view, but I'll keep the cash and I'll write you the check because I don't want my check bouncing. So if it makes you feel any better, the Washington commanders responded, blamed it on the bank, and then said they wired him the money. Blamed it on the bank, huh? Oh, my God. By the way, with all of these fighting, like, uh, invitations, I assume nobody's taken them yet, right? So Not as a panel, that. we're undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I, I think Jeremy's Jeremy's beat up a couple people. I'm like seven and zero right now. I, I beat up a couple, and I'm about to go on my third because Dan Snyder's not going to respond. Just wait so, until me and Alonzo tag team somebody. We're good to go. That's right, bro. That's right. I'm I'm. You know, we're we're, we're the fucking Floyd Mayweather of plastic negotiations, bro. I'm gonna get ballsy here, Alonzo. Dan Snyder and the entire front office of the Washington Redskins, Redskins, whatever the Redskins. I like that more actually. I do too. Uh, <laughs> Fucking two on however many tornado tag match. Let's go. Let's go, bitches. Let's go. God, we're gonna take it from seven and zero to like twenty one and zero. You got one week. Starts now. Clock's ticking, bitch. Yeah. All right. Six twenty three p.m. My time next Friday. <laughs> That's right. We live in, in different in times. Albuquerque, New fucking Mexico, baby. This line has been drawn. Boom. They're going to say they can't afford the plane ticket. It's going to be great. (laughs) 
They're gonna blame it on the, the credit card will bounce. They're gonna blame it on the spirit. Credit cards will be declined. <laughs> It'll be like we bought a plane ticket. Spirit's uh, software clearly just didn't book it for us. <laughs> you come to us, bro. Uh, all right, Cade. Who is your Alex Moran Player of the Week? All right, um, mine is gonna be <clears throat> none other than the man who's getting the paid the most for the next shit i don't even know how long to just sit on his fucking couch matt rule from the carolina panthers another Dude, bitch he might be another bitch and he might be a terrible coach but he is getting paid eight hundred and forty six thousand dollars a month for however long it takes for that contract to run out well not really contract but that allotment of money what was it 14 mil is that what it was something like that to run out that's a lot and he is getting paid to just sit on his couch, drink beer, and now he has nothing to worry about, and he can go do whatever he wants, and he's just going to watch Carolina burn because they just traded their best running back, who's only played two games in three years, get traded for four draft picks. He's living the true high life. So whoever's married to him, congratulations. You just won the game of life ball out. None of those draft picks are a first either, which is crazy because this offseason when they talked about trading CMC, they were asking for three first-round draft picks, and now you got a second, a fourth, a sixth. I think like a third. No, no, no. It's a a second, a third, a fourth, and then there's a 2024 fifth-round pick. Jesus. You could have made at least one of them conditional. Good Lord. I mean, he's going to get injured two games into his career. Honestly, what's going to happen is Jimmy G's going to hand the ball off and Christian's just going to look up at him and be blown away by how good looking he is and stop running. And some dude's just going to come in, blow him up, and he's going to break every bone in his hip. Calling it right now. And then Charles Barkley is going to come on and be like, oh, man, that was a terrible hit brought to you by Subway. Eat fresh. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It was was really terrible. Charles Barkley, in this case, is Bigfoot. Nope, nope, I do not sound like that bitch, Charles Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alonzo, who is your Alex Marion Player of the Week? All right, so before we start, my Alex Marion Player of the Week is not brought to you by Tecatis and Mesa Light, which is what I am cracking right now. Anyways. Or not cracking right now. Or not cracking, yeah. So mine is... I as long as this podcast has gone on, this might have been talked about already, but I wasn't here when it was. Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini, affectionately known as the White Mamba. So Brian Scalabrini used to play for, he played for a few teams, the Celtics most notably, the Bulls a little bit. He started 61 out of 520 regular season games that he played in during his 11-year NBA career. He started three out of 39 playoff games that he played in during that time. Now, the best thing about this is in 07-08, he started nine out of the 48 regular seasons game he played okay, for the Celtics. He didn't play a single minute in the playoffs, and they won the championship. So he has a fucking ring, you know. So good for him, right? Now, I just want to tell a quick story. I remember reading this over and over again, so I looked it up and I found it again. So Brian Scalabrini got a lot of shit for being like the guy on the bench who kind of waved the flag a la, was it Alex Riley back in the day? He got a lot of shit for that. Alex so, Riley is really Brian Scalabrini, but continue. That, that's right. That's right. So, you know, 
in 2013, okay, he actually stated, because people were saying, oh, oh I could beat Scalabrino one-on-one. He said, and I quote, I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. Suggesting that there's a huge difference between any active or retired NBA player and the majority of those outside the league. So the, the, the Touche and Rich show uh, organized an event, okay? Uh, they had selected volunteers to play one-on-one against Scalabrini. And I, I, I couldn't find this again, but those volunteers, I think two of them played D2 and two of them played, you know, a bottom, bottom level D1. Okay, so these weren't like me going to play against them. These were people who had actually played. Okay, so they had four games up, up until 11 points. You have to win by two. Okay, the format was called the Scalinge. Okay, so he won every game. The combined score was 44 to six. In addition, he played the three hosts of the show one on three and he beat them 11 to one. So, <laughs> Brian Scalabrini, you're you're my fucking hero, bro. You want a ring? You didn't play for you don't play much at all, and you can still kick our ass. You are living the backup life, bud. Well, and he, he still calls strategy. games. He's he a had a great strategy. He played an indoor sport. If you're a ginger, you got to play basketball or hockey. Those are your only two options. That's right. That's right. So, although hockey, you're risking moonburn because you know, like the lights up above coming off the ice is a pretty strong reflection. So, oh, geez, the glare. Yeah, but that, that, that's my boy right there, Brian. As a matter of fact, I gotta look for one of his jerseys now. Brian Scalatini. Right. Hell yeah. Why yeah. freaking mama, baby? All right. So, mine goes totally oppo as it normally does. This is uh, a woman from Springfield, Mass. This oh, week, mistake number one. No, no, there's there's one more mistake, and then there's a big mistake. The sher- the sheriff's deputies in that area had to serve her an eviction notice, so she's homeless. This sucks. It's really bad. The economy sucks, folks. However, she was not done fighting back, as she sent a fucking swarm of bees after the <laughs> sheriff's deputies so on top so even though yeah the eviction notice was served and <laughs> she also had to add on assault and battery charges however my nominee for the alex Marin player of the week is my girl rory woods of springfield mass just trying to stick it to the man fuck you guys for taking a lady out of her house in this fucking economy you guys are pieces of shit for that enjoy the bee stings motherfuckers did she That's train the bees or she was a beekeeper? Yeah. <laughs> Important detail there. Oh, yeah. 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 Pay, pay attention to details, boys and girls. Yeah. I like for you guys to read between the lines sometimes. <laughs> and I'm sure in the background was some weird looking guy in a Subaru going, hey, those bitches. <laughs> and with that, we thank you for joining us for this week's rendition of Plaster Negotiations. And again, nothing we said was illegally binding. As always, 21 means 21. Designate a driver, drink responsibly, but above all else, be good people. On behalf of J. Edgar Cade Wilemon the 15th, Alonzo Maestas, and Jeremy the Dragon Wrangler Phelps, I've been Mike Stotes. Follow us at Plastered Pod on the socials, and we'll see you next week. I'm 
just sitting on your front porch Wondering how could I be so far from my home And my mind is somewhere